Hey everybody, what's going on? Chris here for JR Cigars. We are uh, doing another episode of Industry Insider. This time uh, we have someone on who's not necessarily uh, an influencer by any means. I do love following you on, on social media, um, but we are um, meeting with someone who I met back in 2021 when I went to go visit the Casa Monte Cristo in Nashville. And it just so happens that I think the tail end of 2023, it was announced that you got hired by Crown Heads, which if you guys follow us and you know, we we have a really special relationship with them. So um, I would like to introduce you to Danny Hennessy, uh, the Midwest Regional Sales Manager for Crown Heads. What's going on, man? How's it going, man? <laughs> Thank you for coming on today at uh, last minute. I do appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of like sit and uh, kind of just talk with you just so the the viewers and consumers of the world of the cigar world can kind of get to know you a little bit more. Um, like I said, we interview influencers here usually, but I felt like, uh, you know, when the, I when I met you, I felt like instantly you were a really good reflection of like what the cigar industry is in terms of I met you and instantly you were just very personable you uh you know i was very new to smoking cigars and you didn't make me feel like i was an idiot with like any questions i had uh, you did work at casa which is one of our uh you know my company is associated with um, that company as well mm -hmm. so um we were we technically were probably we are if we want to do technical terms we're former employees of one another <laughs> um but yeah i just kind of want to hear a little bit about your backstory and like what 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 uh, drew you to um, the cigar world? Absolutely, yeah. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. This is, you know, after meeting you uh, back. I guess that was before. I think that was the first Monte Cristo steak night we did. Yeah. Uh, at the Nashville store, so you know we had a we had a fun time, kind of learning that whole process together. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it was a process for sure. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, I'm I'm excited to get to be on and to, you know, get to be a part of this. Nice, thanks. <laughs> so yeah, how um how long have you been in the cigar business? Yeah, so I started, um, you know, been a fan of cigars for as long as I can remember, and in college, moved to Nashville, was hanging out at cigar lounges, and then in 2018, uh, I was at. Uh, Casa Nashville was in the humidor and the humidor lead at the time looked at me and said look man you're here every day just work here it's like well that that's kind of perfect because I'm looking for a gig so yeah. uh, you know started working as a part-time sales associate uh, continued started doing some bartending and then uh, got to move into the sales lead role and then into the uh, manager and training program for Costa de Monte Cristo. Um, so it was a fun, uh, it was a fantastic five-year stretch. Uh, so I, yeah. I loved every second of it. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> five years. Wow. It seems like it, it's probably been a lot longer. It feels that way. Right. I feel like ever, you know, um, it feels like, it simultaneously feels like yesterday, but also like years ago that we first met. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I just remember, like I said, we were, you know, my former boss, Greg, uh, some mm -hmm. of the viewers know who he is, but him and I went down to film the Meat Lovers event 
And we just decided to just pick up some extra content because uh, we were at Casa. So we were like, why not? Um, mm -hmm. Brad, Brad Winsted, who was former uh, CDM CEO, now CEO of JR, he was there for the event as well. So we did an interview with him. Um, I remember you made, a, uh, you made, I believe, an old fashioned for us uh, for one of the videos, which <laughs> oh, was, yeah. I think it was just your hands, but it was it was the best old fashioned <laughs> I've, I've seen made on camera. Um, but no, yeah, I remember that that event. And I think to kind of see your growth has become pretty pretty uh pretty nice to see i mean i started in the industry in 2019 so like a year after you but the difference is you know you seemed like you got the job because you were at the cigar lounge all the time so you were an avid cigar smoker before you started in the business versus where i was i just i want to say i took the gig because it was a full-time job it was video <laughs> And I was like, it's something I went to school for. And then I learned to love cigars and in the process. And okay. while we were while we were down there as well, we met up with uh John Huber and 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 went to the Crown Heads uh I guess warehouse or the the, the headquarters, mm -hmm. you'd say. And that was a really interesting trip. Um I really, really uh dug that trip because the, right after that trip, Greg left. And then I had to kind of like step into mm -hmm. the more leadership roles and position. And I was like, at least I met some people down in Nashville that, you know, <laughs> for a rainy day, if I ever need them and now, now, now look, you know, so, mm -hmm. um, but what, what made you fall in love with cigars and the cigar world? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, you know, I still have so many distinct memories of being a kid and smelling a cigar. Um, and it's still to this day, if I'm walking down the street and I smell a cigar, I get excited. Um, and then you know, getting to starting smoking um, and especially hanging out in cigar lounges, uh, getting to experience the camaraderie that happens when you get a group of people, uh, especially people that may not know each other going into it or come from very different backgrounds. You get together, you light a cigar, and you instantly become friends. Uh, I've been at tables with the most interesting, eclectic groups of people people that would never interact in another walk of life yeah and we become super close friends i'm still in contact with now you know nine ten years later uh yeah so i remember that, when we were when we were down there you were like yeah robert plant you know robert plant has come in here once in a while i was like what like i you know i'm a i'm a uh a led zeppelin a lead head i guess you want to call them i love them and i'm big into basketball i saw like kenny anderson would always go into your shop i'm like <laughs> the you know these are just that's just the atmosphere i guess you get when you're working at a lounge right anyone can come in and it's mm -hmm. yes yes you have that allure of like oh my god look who that is former nba player or rock and roll god or you know what have you um but in the in the shop like you said like these group of people that you they would never be they would never associate themselves with one another in another walk of life but this is what cigars does and mm -hmm. it brings people together I love what you said there because it's like, I think I don't know too many other industries. I guess you could say the spirit and wine or the alcohol industry, let's say, would probably bring people together as well. But really, there's nothing like cigar, cigars to bring people together for sure. You know? Yeah, it just, you know, it equalizes everyone. Um, so there may be that initial shock of like, oh, hey, you're David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. But then 10 minutes later, it's okay that's just david like he's yeah. just another person 
he's walking in saying what's up danny and you're like what's up david yeah. like, never in my wildest dreams would i be so casual with the lead singer pink floyd you know yeah like it's just there's no other environment like it you know if you go to just you know that local bar down the street you get some of that every once in a while but it's still you know there there are groups of people that would never step foot in that bar whereas with a cigar lounge you know it can be just the one around the corner and you never know who's going to walk in and just sit down you may end up sitting with an apache apache helicopter pilot and having the wildest night of your life when you thought okay i'm just going to be done at 8 p.m go home and turn on community on netflix and go to sleep like you know you never know what's going to happen and i love that yeah no that's it's the perfect way to describe it for someone who's never who's who is trying to get into i guess the cigar community i know a lot of people that you know at the at the beginning of COVID, everyone was just ordering cigars and probably smoking them at home and not going to lounges. You know, so there's a group of people there that really truly have missed out or haven't had the opportunity to go to lounges. And I think the way you said it perfectly described, you know, what it's like to really um get, you know, get your foot in the in the cigar world, so to speak. Um, what was the first cigar you smoked that like real reeled you in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was honestly, it was probably, and I promise this isn't me just saying this because I work for Crowned Heads now. It was probably the first time I smoked a Four Kicks. I could vouch. Um, I could vouch for that because <laughs> even when I asked, like when we were talking to you mm-hmm. at the lounge, I think I was just like, "What are some of your favorite cigars?" And you pointed right to this Crown Heads section. You're like the Four mm-hmm. Kicks. Oh yeah, yeah. That was. I can still remember the first time I smoked a Four Kicks. And just how I had smoked a bunch of cigars prior, you know, just hanging out with people. And it was always, okay, this is the cigar that so-and-so gave me to smoke with them. That was the first time where I smoked one. I was like, oh, okay, I could enjoy this from the second I woke up to the second I go to sleep. Um, And I still stand by that, you know, that uh, the other one would probably be like just a classic Oliva Milano. You know, that's yeah. one of those cigars. Again, it's, I've never met someone who doesn't enjoy it. So I've smoked a ton of them. And that was also probably around that same time that I smoked one of those. And I was like, okay, this is another one I can smoke all day. Nice. So yeah. So probably one of those two. <laughs> that's it. Uh, those are two, two cigars that are, are, per, like are, you can't go wrong with either of them for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, my first, I mean, like my my stepfather got me into smoking like Monte Cristo whites because he loved them, and then um, the Arturo Fuente Hemingway as well. He always had those in his humidor, and those were like a really good introduction for me. And then you know I've been very blessed to smoke a lot of different things here, like working in the industry. So I was I've been able to kind of develop my own palate, my own taste, my own flavor profiles to what I like and what I kind of I want to say don't like because I don't. I don't like saying there's bad cigars out there. Um, I always Mm -hmm. equate it, you know, to to making movies or art or anything of that nature. Like it's all subjective, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But I do have the opportunity to smoke some really good cigars like I'm smoking right now. The uh, Lavareda from you guys. Uh, It was number two on on our top 25 list. Um, And I think this is the, is it? Like, would you say this is a Figurado, right? Shape or... Yeah, yeah. So that was a 
a little bit of a, a secret uh figurato perfecto um nice that were you know sent as a, a thank you to some some retailers and some friends um yeah. yeah that that cigar it's taking everything in me not to smoke the ones i have left um yeah n- n- because n- that's n- one i yeah <laughs> no I, I i get it nick gave me it to smoke i figured it would just be the right time to do it now with you from someone from crown heads um but yeah no i i a part of me is like man maybe i should just grab like <laughs> maybe i should grab like a I don't know something else from you guys like the Bosphorus or uh, <laughs> something else to, and then just wait on this. But this looked too good just to sit in my humidor, uh, my my work humidor. So, um, oh, yeah. what was working at CDM? That was your first uh, cigar job, right? Cigar gig in the business, correct? Yep. Yeah. So I was uh, fortunate enough to get to start at you know one of one of the best groups of lounges. Period. Um, just an incredible company and to get to enjoy that humidor for five years. Yeah. That's, that's tough to beat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're from, uh, you're originally from Pittsburgh, right? You grew up in Pittsburgh. Yep. Grew up in Pittsburgh and then moved down to Nashville for, uh, to go to college in 2014. How's the cigar scene up in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh honestly has a fantastic uh cigar scene there's a lot of great lounges around um that's i still whenever i go and visit uh it's odds are you're gonna find me hanging out at a at leaf and bean in the strip district uh you know or really just any of the lounges around there there's a ton of them and one of the things i love is they all have their own personality so everyone has their space within the pittsburgh cigar industry um so I don't get to go back as often as I'd like, but that's if I'm in Pittsburgh, I'm going to a Pirates game and then I'm hanging out at a cigar lounge for the rest of my time there. You can't beat that. That's one of the most beautiful stadiums on on planet Earth of all sports, in my opinion. Um, oh yeah, it and, it yeah. helps uh, it helps distract from the fact that you're just watching your favorite team lose time and time again. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm a Knicks fan, so I get it. I understand. Until this oh, yeah. year, yeah, but you're right there with pri- me. <laughs> prior to this year, it was always always suffering, but um, at least you guys have the Steelers every year. They're they're, they're good. So um, so yeah. So you know, you worked at Casa Monte Cristo for five years. You said, what led you? Uh, if you can talk a little bit about it, you're, I guess, you're hiring at Crown Heads now. I know, like mm-hmm. on paper, it's pretty obvious because Crown Heads is based in Nashville. Um, I know for a fact you told me like um, a few members of Crown Heads would always come into the lounge and hang out. So you were able to build that relationship. But if you can talk a little bit about how you landed the gig at Crown Heads um, as a Midwest regional sales manager. Pardon me. Yeah. Um, You know, when the previous rep um, in this territory uh, moved on to another opportunity, uh, I saw the announcement and I immediately reached out and said, hey, I would love to be considered for this position. Um, it's a company, you know, like like we talked about whenever I met you a few years back. Uh, you know, it's a company I admire, I believe in. Uh, I've been very fortunate to get to, you know, be around John, uh, Mike, Miguel, uh, Tim, you know, everyone within this company. And interact with them and get to see who they are as people. Um, And I'm huge on, if you couldn't tell by 
my answer to why I love the scar industry. Uh, I'm huge on connection and seeing how Crown, Crown Heads interacts with fans and retailers and the genuine level of care um, for each individual that is interacted with on a daily basis. I love that. Um, so, you know, you have a product that I adore, you have an attitude that I adore, and you have just some of the most incredible people. Um, and so it was, it was very difficult, uh, to make the transition, uh, just cause again, I've been at CDM for five years. That team is an incredible team and just everyone involved, yeah. uh, was, it was nothing short of a pleasure to get to spend that time with. But I saw the opportunity and I couldn't pass it up. Um, so, you know, it's a, it was a fun change to get to make uh, and, you know, a new challenge, which I love. I love pushing myself to try to, you know, see what I can accomplish, you know, in that next step. No, that's, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think if you're not pushing yourself um, and you're, you're st being stagnant, that, that could just be so detrimental to your growth as a human being personally um mm -hmm. and i don't think you leaving caught you know i think every pro i don't i only know you and i know chris uh over there <laughs> at casa if he's still over there mm -hmm. so i can't speak on the entire staff there but from like what i gauge like hanging out with you guys for just <laughs> like pretty much 40 48 hours or so is that <laughs> I couldn't see him like stunting your growth, right? Or just, mm -hmm. and I think maybe that's just the vibe I get within the industry itself because so many people do, are always kind of moving. Like, you know, one like uh, Laurel Tilly, she was at General Cigars and now she's over at, at AJ, you know? I I think it's all just, you know, and then speaking of General as well, Rick Rodriguez leaving General and starting West, you know, West uh, Tampa Tobacco. like people are always evolving and moving and i don't i think it, it would be silly to be a little um i guess uh, like for the other person to be upset for, to see your growth because you're only you know you're only getting um you're only what am i trying to say you're only trying to move you know evolve within this industry you know i think friends in the industry want to see that happen as well you know um oh, yeah and that's, that's that's okay, one of the sorry. beautiful things. Uh, oh, sorry. But yeah, that's one of the beautiful things about this industry is, you know, that was when I decided to make the transition. Uh, you know, the people at Casa de Monte Cristo, they, everyone was supportive. Uh, yeah. And that is, you know, that's one of the beautiful things about this world of, you know, cigar, premium cigars is every, even though there's, you know, thousands of lounges, there's, you know all kinds of different places to smoke it's such a small community like everyone knows each other and so there's that support structure of like hey we're all trying to fight the good fight of getting people to enjoy this beautiful handmade product and you know so everyone's kind of on the same team and yeah. i love that about it now, what was um? I know you you. When did you join? When did you officially join uh, Crown Heads? Was it in November? Uh, my first day was December first. December first. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, as a fan of Crown Heads, and then you transitioned to an employee, how was your your perception of Crown Heads in twenty twenty three? How like what was your thoughts on them? Because for me, mm -hmm. um, with the release of the Lavareda, 
um, and some other limited editions, you know, John was doing and just kind of seeing how, you know, just, I guess the, with Tom, Tim Osniger coming back and, and the collaboration there, John starting his own, you know, them starting their own podcast, let's say, I feel like I saw a lot of, um, like personal growth within that company, you know, because mm -hmm. Nick and I talk about it a lot. Like, yes, this is a very, you know, the MSRP on this is more expensive than it's been for, you know, a typical crown head cigar. But I think mm -hmm. that, you know, that was kind of John, in my opinion, you might know more and, and you could speak on what you want to feel comfortable speaking on. It was just him testing the waters to see, will my customer base, how will they react to a cigar that's anywhere between 18 and $25? So, you know, to sum it up, like, what was your, I guess, thoughts and feelings on crown heads in 2023? Like, how did you perceive their uh, success? Yeah, no, 2023, you know, especially being on the retail side for 11 months of it, um, you know, the the releases and the progress of Crowned Heads was really exciting to watch because, you know, you had, like you said, you had the uh, La Veretta come out in, you know, a whole different world for the brand. And that in that price range and, you know, some of the approaches to tobacco with that cigar, um, you know, it's it's very different for the brand, but it still fits in with, you know, the story behind it and uh, just the overall smoking experience. You can still tell, hey, this is crowned heads. It's just yeah. a, a little bit of a different direction, um, you know, with limited editions. This was one of my favorite years of Lost Calaveras, period. Um, you know, I've always been a big fan of 2016. So the return of Broadleaf. Uh, got me real excited and i yeah. i smoked some would say too many i would still say not enough of uh 2023 las calaveras and i've smoked through everything i have personally so now i have to get more uh <laughs> i haven't had a chance but, to smoke uh, that one yet uh the 2022 mm -hmm. was number one on our list um mm -hmm. this time last year so i mean i didn't get a chance to smoke that but you for me you can't go wrong with the lost color bears and any oh, year yeah. in my opinion is is it has its own special quality mm -hmm. yeah it's just look anytime you get broadly from my father it's going to be good uh but so that one the cigar i'm smoking right now which was the mildius bellicoso uh, uh bellicoso fino i love this thing any yeah. limited edition size of mildius is you're gonna have me behind it yeah um and then you know with oz family cigars you had the release of aramos which you know if you ask chris uh at, Na at casa nashville he'll tell you i smoke that thing all the time uh i love that cigar yeah. and now i'm smoking it even more um and then the pisonesthesia red which we got to do the launch of at casa nashville uh i think i think tim knocked it out of the park with that uh, you know, following up an incredible cigar in the Pice Anesthesia Yellow, that red, bringing in that spice. I mean, it's just spectacular. Hey, he's um, kind of made a, a return uh, in a big way, you know, a big splash oh, yeah. to return. Um, we, we had a chance to interview him back uh, in March of 2023 and kind of hearing just his journey and story through the, through the, just his life has been, was really inspiring um i don't you know it's it's kind of one of those cases where you're never you know you're never too old to kind of like re, you know kind of restart things again and you know mm -hmm. 
I didn't know him before we interviewed him, honestly. I didn't really know much of his story, but it always sounded like um, even the, the time away, the time he took away from the industry that he would always find himself back at some point. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, you know, working with you guys is, is, is perfect for him. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and especially his collab, you know, his relationship with John, you could just tell on their podcast that it's, it's, you know, it's um, that mutual respect they have for one another is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he came back and. I mean, I can't imagine the pressure of, you know, having been involved. I mean, being just being an Osgener in the fan, in the cigar world um, and coming back and having and releasing a cigar like the expectations were incredibly high and you know with with bosphorus hitting the way it hit just getting number 22 cigar of the year this past year with cigar aficionado um you know with he came back and he hit home run he's hit home run after home run um so getting to you know getting to represent cigars for a guy that every time i've gotten to be around him he's been incredible um I've, you know, he always has this huge smile on his face, which is just infectious. Uh, (laughs) It's hard not to laugh and smile when you're around him. And, you know, the fact that it's this great guy putting out spectacular cigars, just it's tough to beat. Um, So, yeah, 2023 was on the retailer side for me, just really fun to get to watch what Crown Heads has been doing. and you know it was just for me uh and you can ask anyone on that staff they'll at casa nashville they'll back it up i would say that it was just hit after hit after hit yeah yeah. um but yeah no i'm still smoking boxes that i bought from crowned heads while working at casa uh all the limited editions and stuff i still once i'm once I'm off the road for the day, I'm usually still smoking an LE from uh, the past year or two. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, do uh, now that your your roles have changed, where you your one job was you were at a lounge and you were almost required to smoke <laughs> um, almost all day on your shift. Are you still now that you're on the road? Do you find yourself smoking mm-hmm. less, or you know, when you are going to these, I guess some of these meetings, are you are you able to actually sit down, smoke the cigar, and kind of like you know, uh, bond with your client over it or, um, how's, how's your smoke intake or have been since the job positions changed? Yeah, it's, uh, it's dropped a little bit just because of the fact that I'm in a much colder climate. Um, so even driving around, you know, when it's 25 degrees in the morning, having a window cracked, even just a little bit gets a little bit brutal. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I'm instead of the, you know, about seven cigars a day that I was smoking at the lounge. Now I'm probably down to like four. Okay. Um, but yeah. I'm sure come spring and summer, that'll I'll, I'll get those numbers. I'll make up for lost time. Sp- yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> those numbers will spike for sure. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> can you can you go into a little bit of like what what your job entails for crown heads? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, my job is to, you know, represent Crowned Heads and what the brand stands for um, and to support retailers uh, in the best way possible. Um, you know, my job is to make sure that my retail partners succeed and also to interact with 
you know, guess and cultivate that knowledge and understanding and the affection for the brand that I have had. Um, you know, my, my goal when I interact with people is for them to be able to see in crowned heads, what I've seen in crowned heads for years. Um, so it's just, you know, building those relationships, forming those connections with retailers and guests, um, you know, in whatever way I can. You know, I would just love your perspective on, on I guess, this topic, because this is kind of what the show is centered around. Do you, mm-hmm. um, what's like your take or you, what, what do you notice um I guess, in the cigar media landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, as a fan of cigars, is there some things that you like seeing, some things that you wish would kind of change, um, like more, like less reviews or more reviews or more manufacturers doing kind of reviews? Is there anything that you have noticed, you know, in your five years in the industry that you really liked or that you would like to see or some things that you're just like, this can stop now? <laughs> uh, if you could if you could speak on any of that uh, if you feel comfortable enough doing mm-hmm. so i just i love your perspective because like i said i know you're you're coming from the retail side you know sales side mm-hmm. and all that but it's still you know i feel like if you're no matter what part of the industry you're in i think you're still always uh you know everyone has an instagram you know within the industry let's say so is there something mm-hmm. that you you know, that you know, a trend you notice that you like or, or don't like that um, you, you'd love to talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's one of the things I have loved getting to see evolve, um, especially over the last couple of years, is seeing brands um, and particularly, you know, kind of the people behind the brand. Um, so whether it's Ozhead's podcast with John and Tim or, you know, the stuff that uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo has been doing uh on youtube and just giving people kind of a a look into the background of things to kind of hear what's going on in the minds of these people that are putting out these products that you know we're spending 45 minutes to two hours at a time with um and getting to hear their thought processes getting to hear you know their perspectives on the industry um that's that to me is one of the really fun things that uh, excites me every single time. And the other one is seeing, seeing individuals from the cigar world bleed over into, you know, more popular media. Um, so seeing, you know, Pete Johnson go on podcasts with comedians and yeah. hearing him talk about his story and just the, you know, the world that he's surrounded by with people that aren't involved in that world as much um and so seeing the interactions and how that seeing perspectives change in the moment during those podcasts um you know those just anytime i get to see behind the scenes excites me um yeah because it's still every day is a learning experience and you know every day i'm reminded of just how little i know about tobacco uh, so, you know, every, whenever I get to see those behind the scenes moments and I get to learn just a little bit more that, that gets me going every time. Yeah. I, um, that's a great answer because I, I totally agree in terms of, 
you know, the how knowledgeable some of us, how knowledgeable most of us are, but how this is an industry where you can learn every day. You know, I think, I don't know, like myself included, you, I don't even think I really know, like the, the science behind making a cigar, you know, the weather, you know, the climate that you're growing the tobacco in or the, 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 the culmination of, you know, a, a different wrapper, like, you know, like an Ecuadorian wrapper versus like Nicaraguan fillers and like the taste that comes in, you know, I don't mm. know if a lot of people care about that no i don't know i shouldn't say care about it i think when people are buying cigars is it at first it's very much like word to mouth you should try this my buddy said i should try this my father-in-law said i should try i think it's that and then when you start getting into it that's when you start realizing that this world is is massive it's like this it's like space or it's like the ocean it's just the depths of it it's just you can't ever get to the bottom of it right i mm -hmm. i you know and i i truly believe that um and yeah the you know the pop culture influence on with cigars now is is crazy you know whether people whether you know people listen to them or not you know for joe rogan to have a smoking foundation cigars non-stop i think is great for the industry or any of the comedians like robert kelly ari shafir you see them smoking cigars it's like you know i think that does that does a great service to the industry because you're mixing now cigars that has such a stigma or reputation against it and it's bleeding into pop culture people are like oh what's he smoking what are they smoking you know for me i'm a massive i love sports every time someone wins a championship from college to to the pros you know they're lighting a cigar everyone you know the the raiders like every time they had a big win uh, max crosby was was uh smoking a cigar um you know so i think it was it has that stigma towards it, uh, uh, not stigma, that uh, the reputation of like success and and you know accomplishment towards it. I think that's a that's a great thing, you know. But then, on the flip side, with someone like Terrence from Aganorsa, that whole validation series, he's like, you don't have to validate yourself to have a cigar. Like if you just woke up today and you had a good day, light up a cigar and enjoy your 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 afternoon. And I think that's that's also because you know, I have some people here who are like, ah, I think I need to like. I need a reason to smoke. And part of me is like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Just <laughs> let's have a cigar during lunch or after work. And like, let's just have a good time and get to know each other, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, but no, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, it, it's, it's made its way through certain pop culture um, or some, you know, popular, I guess, faces, you know, popular faces in mm -hmm. terms of like Joe Rogan and whatnot to where it could, it's going to spread like wildfire now, I think in a good way, you know? Yeah, it's, you know, it continues to become more and more accessible for people. Um, so, you know, it's not that image of just, you know, some old guy, some old rich guy smoking a cigar. Like that's, that has kind of been the the image that so many people have had. Whereas, you know, when you go to a lounge, you'll have everyone from, you know, like you were saying, former NBA players to, you know, a teacher. Yeah. You know, you'll have every, every walk of life, every demographic, every, male, every, female, every, every race, religion and everything all coming together. Um, and so the more people see those cigars, you know, on, on their favorite podcasts or TV shows or, you know, uh, at the end of a, of a game or something like that, it becomes more and more accessible. It becomes, oh, okay, this is just part of everyday life. And then, you know, more people are enjoying this 
this product that I mean, people have been enjoying, you know, tobacco leaves for 16,000 years between yeah. North and South America. And, you know, the fact that any of these are smokable is incredible. If you ever get the chance, you know, for anyone watching, if you ever get the chance to see cigars rolled in a factory, the fact that any of these draw just seems impossible, uh, <laughs> especially if you try it and you see how difficult it is. Yeah you, have to, um, yeah, you have to roll but, it and just you have to perfect it just just to the point. Yeah, like so like you're saying the just the, the mere yeah. fact that you are able to draw, light it, smoke it, sit and enjoy it, that's a big mm-hmm. thing in itself, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, all of these things help n- normalize cigar smoking so that people see, okay, this is for everybody. Everyone can enjoy this and you know, they're that perceived barrier to entry isn't there you know there's there's cigars from a couple of dollars up to thousands of dollars whatever fits your budget whatever you want to enjoy you can and that's that's been one of my favorite things about all of these podcasts and youtube channels and everything it becomes easier and easier to uh to see that happen yeah i think you're able to really um i think you're able to learn a lot just from watching different cigar podcasts too because of their preferences mm-hmm. and all that so i have a, I have a, a hard oh, yeah. hitting i have a hard-hitting question for you here <laughs> um it it you know it's the last cigar you're ever ever able to smoke what's one crown head Oof. cigar that you could smoke for the rest of your life if you had to honestly i can smoke one cigar for the rest of my life it's kind of a coin flip for me between Lavaretta and Mildius. Wow. Um, that, not, that kind of says a lot because those are their newer, like Lavaretta came out last year mm-hmm. and Mildias, what, 20, yeah. like, tail end of 2020 or beginning of 2021? Yeah, I think, I want to say September. I think shipping was September of 2020. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, and I had to think for a second of, okay, for kicks like it's yeah it's it's tough man it's different it's a difficult question that's why i asked but you answered that you answered that rather uh rather quickly if i'm going to be honest with you um but no i uh yeah no i i I, you know i couldn't answer that question you answered it rather quickly um it's because their 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 catalog is just so like i love the la coalition like mm-hmm. that's that's one that I when I first started smoking it, I was like, can, give me as many I can so I can store them away because that's like to me that's a straight up chocolate bar, mm-hmm. and it was so good, well, you know. That was for me with Los Moreas. I still, if I see Los Moreas anywhere, I buy up every single cigar I can. I have, I smoked that daily for years, uh, and but I only have see- like a box and a half left. Are they around or, like, a lot like time. that? Every once in a while, you know, that's one of the good and bad things about me being in the position I'm in now is I'm still a fan of crown heads. So, you know, if I'm traveling around and I see something really interesting, I'm probably going to buy. I just I found a box of 2016 Los Calaveras the other day and I looked at the owner of the shop. and I was like, are those for sale? Said yes. And I was like, OK, they're not anymore. I just bought yeah. this. Uh, <laughs> like without question yeah like i don't have to think about it um and you know so that's with las Moreas. 
I haven't seen any on a store shelf in about three months. I'm hoping that changes. I'm hoping I come across some because um, I'm about to be out of them. And that still makes me sad every day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. You, yeah, you answered that pretty pretty quickly. I feel like that would have taken a uh, few minutes for some people. Um, <laughs> what has been the coolest moment that you've experienced in the industry? Mm-hmm. For me, uh, there was an individual who came into uh, into Casa Nashville, and they came in. It was right when we opened, and they actually asked if we had any of that year's Lost Calaveras. So I showed them where they were, and when they were checking out, they let me know that their uh, father had just passed away the day before. Um. And so this was the first cigar that they were going to get to smoke. And they wanted that to be the cigar that they remembered their father with that day. And seeing that, you know, it was heartbreaking to see, but getting to see how that cigar impacted that moment was really special. Um, Sorry. Uh, Getting to see how, you know, how that was such an important part of their relationship and that they were going to use that to remember them was really, really beautiful. Um, so I'd say probably that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That moment that you got to, mm-hmm. you got to be a part of, oh, and it's, sorry. no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. I mean, it's, no, so that's very... a... yeah, no, that's one of those moments that still, uh, still gets me every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I could, I, I, I could imagine. Cause it's like, you know, it's hard to even fathom like what what you were going through in that situation and and even that gentleman that 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 came in mm-hmm. you know for him to like it's like you were almost he was almost appointing you like can you help me get a cigar so like we can remember you know remember my mm-hmm. father right and that's a lot of pressure for you honestly in, in my opinion because you obviously don't want to steer him in the wrong direction it's someone who's been able to um someone was able to rely on you and you kind of came in and, and, and delivered for something special that i wasn't expecting that story you know i wasn't expecting a story like that a lot of people would go towards oh you know i met someone or i did that but yours was more impactful and heartfelt and um i appreciate you sharing that honestly because that's oh, yeah. that's Absolutely. not uh it's like you said that's something that's probably you're probably gonna remember that for the rest of your life you know and I think that's oh, just yeah. kind of like the the power of cigars, yeah. it, 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 as silly as that may sound, you know. Um, oh. Are you able to give us a little bit of uh, an insight as to what's to come for Crown Heads in 2024? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't want anything to be spoiled per se, but is there uh, any anything that I guess we can expect to see? Um, I know that, you know, are, are, are you guys attending... Um, any trade shows of that nature um, or, or or having anything? Because I know like two years ago was the Mother Church event at, at Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then you said there was another event last year at the Nashville uh, Casa. So is there anything like that coming up in 2024 that you can speak on? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know, one thing is some really exciting releases will be coming up. Uh, and so those will be announced, you know, over the over the coming months. Um, really cool releases that 
I can't wait to get to talk about. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, and we'll be at uh, TPE, PCA, TAA. Um, and then the big thing is just, uh, you know, anyone who's been to a Crowned Heads event knows that we, we take events seriously. Uh, that's That's something we love. So, you know, all of us here at the team, you know, getting out there, getting on the road and meeting meeting each and every person at their favorite lounge. Um, so those are kind of the cores of what we're expecting. Uh, you know, working with retailers, bringing out fantastic products and interacting with, you know, with as many people as we can, uh, getting crowned heads in their hands and getting them to see why we love these products so much. Is there any more uh, additional sizes to the Mil Diaz? You could blink twice for yes if you want. <laughs> well, that's not fair because I blink a lot. Uh, you also got me emotional. so I didn't mean uh, to, guys. <laughs> no, uh, honestly, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I'll still be smoking uh, everything I got until if something does come up, uh, awesome. until that happens. If if it does, I have not been told about it. Okay. So, All right. uh, <laughs> Very, uh, that was the politically right answer. I like it. You're, you're... <laughs> If you ever want to get into politics, you're good to go. Um, all right, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, final question before we're, we let you go, because I know like, busy, and, and I don't want to keep too much of your time. You've been great so far. Um, is there any words of wisdom you would like to uh, part on someone, whether they're trying to break into the industry through a cigar lounge, such as yourself, or becoming mm -hmm. a uh, you know a sales manager position or just on like the media side of things is there any advice that you could give to anybody yeah i think the biggest thing is just cultivate genuine relationships um you know the the thing i've noticed in you know the moments where i felt the most successful in what i've done it's interacting with people and getting to know them without expecting anything um, which I think is just a good rule for life, but, um, you know, cultivate those relationships. If you want to get into, you know, working in the cigar world, find a lounge, support them, um, you know, be, be someone that when that, when you walk in, the staff is excited to see you and just, uh, you know, it kind of all comes down to just learning to be a good hang um i went down to nashville to study music business and that was the advice every single professor would give us on the first day of class was just you know the key the key to this industry is just be a good hang uh be fun to be around and you know interact with people genuinely and i think on in the cigar world that is amplified tenfold um because it's really easy to see through, you know, disingenuousness. Um, I think that's a word, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's really easy to see through that. And so just, you know, be yourself, you know, get, just interact with people, form those relationships and it will all, you know, whenever those opportunities arise, you'll be able to take advantage of them. You'll be able to say, Hey, you're looking for someone in the humidor here's an application, here's my resume. Um, and then they'll see that and they'll be interested. Um, but most importantly, just have fun with it. 
this is, you know, it's, it is in the end a luxury that we get to enjoy. So, you know, it's just enjoy every bit of it, every puff, every time you light a cigar, every time you cut a cigar, like it's, it's a beautiful experience and it's taking advantage of, again, 16,000 years of tobacco use in the Americas you know, enjoy every second of it. Cause it's a really cool connection to the past. Um, oh yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's even, that's a great way of putting it, man, because that's, that's <laughs> another thing. I don't know how many people realize the history of it, you know, <laughs> and it's a great connection to the past. Um, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not just saying this, like I said, I, I, we're cordial, we're acquaintances, you know, I'm glad I got to, you know, know more about you through this interview. But it only makes sense that you, you know, are a part of the Crown Heads family. Everyone I've met there has just seemed very genuine. Uh, they really care about relationships, and I think that's you could set you could always separate the real from the the disingenuine, uh, disingenuous. Yeah, sorry, because um, it's all about building those relationships with anyone you're on the road with. Like one thing I absolutely mm-hmm. love about sales reps uh, manufacturers anything of that nature um you know every time i would see miguel he'd hand me a few cigars i remember i mm-hmm. went to i went to one of my first events ever the tampa cigar bash and he was there and he handed me a few hats and a few cigars and he was one of three hit them southern draw and arturo fuente like i said i worked for jr he knew who i was because i met him beforehand but that's just, and I'm not saying, mm-hmm. oh, the, the key to, you know, my heart is free shit, you know, like I know that everyone, <laughs> everyone <laughs> wants that. Everyone would love free stuff, but I just think just the, I guess the gesture, you know, that's more so mm-hmm. what I'm saying. The gesture of it all is, um, is what's important. I think that just kind of goes to, uh, touches on, um, you know, just the, the characters that are around you, you know, even, even when I met Tim, Tim found out I was into the, you know, acting and writing and directing. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I actually, I, I myself like dabbled in it, too. And we just sat there and we started talking about that for for over lunch for a few hours. Like, it was just nice to connect that way. You know, and I think mm-hmm. for me, I still think I'm a, I'm a baby in this industry. You know, although I've been here five years, it's I'm, I still feel like, a, like, you know, uh, what is it? very just uh, like I'm like a, a, a doe idea. Like my eyes are always wide open. I'm always like trying to soak everything in. And it's just nice to kind of, you know, when people that you have just met through other, like, you know, I met John through my coworker, Nick, you know, and now mm-hmm. John, John is, he's very friendly with me, you know, and I think that's just awesome. So um, it's, it's definitely something that, you know, I would love to be in this industry as long as possible, but if and whenever I leave the industry, I know like one thing I'm gonna take away is there's not there's no one nicer than the cigar industry for real. I know that you have some people, you always have some people in every, in every industry that you know you, you can't stand, I guess. But for the most part, like I've never met someone who I did not like in this industry, per in, in person. I really haven't. You may see some personalities online and whatnot, but as far as the people I've met, you know, such as yourself, like I, I remember Chris from uh casa nashville he just handed us his like he blended a lancero cigar <laughs> and he's like let it sit i finally smoked it last year and i messaged him 
and he got back to me eventually. He's like, "Holy shit, yeah, I remember you. I'm glad you smoked <laughs> that." You know, because I, I let it, he let he said let it sit. I let it sit for two years. I think he was just talking about like a few months. <laughs> I, I eventually got it, got made my way to it in my personal humidor, and I was like, "This is good," because I'm not a big fan. Uh, I was not a big fan of Lanceros. I don't know why. I think like the way they smoked and like and how they felt were really mm-hmm. at first were really weird. Um, but now it's like one of my favorite sizes. So yeah. No, but yeah, man. I, I, yeah. I appreciate I appreciate you coming on. If you have any other final words you'd like to say or no, it's just uh, you know, keep a keep an eye out for crowned heads events near you. Ask your local retailers uh to uh, you know, bring in crowned heads and Oz family cigars. Um and like I've said, most importantly, just enjoy it. Like this is all this isn't I see so many people stress out about cigars. I'm like, this is here to have fun. Like, just have fun with it. Uh, that's kind of what it all comes down to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I love oh, that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you again. This was Danny. Uh, Danny Hennessy, uh, Midwest Regional Sales Manager for Crown Heads. Thank you for coming on, guys. Uh, thank you for coming on, Danny. And guys, uh, please keep out uh, an eye out for more interviews throughout the year. Um, and, and we appreciate it. Thank you.